Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time and whatever place you are listening to this episode of the My Possible Self podcast, thanks for being here. Thanks for making room in your day. It's not always easy, is it? Especially this time of year. I'm Gabby and that's the theme of today's episode. The dictionary definition of overwhelm is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass. For the purpose of today's conversation, we are referring to overwhelm as an emotional state in which you are struggling to cope with or deal with your current situation. This state is often characterised by feelings of being buried, inundated, swamped, overloaded, overpowered and defeated. That there is too much going on to cope with and there just aren't enough hours in the day. Being overwhelmed is a deep emotional response to countless thoughts and experiences and some of the common causes of issues that may lead to emotional overwhelm could be underlying physical or mental health conditions, issues in relationships, work demands, money troubles, life transitions such as buying a house, having a baby or caring for an elderly relative, the death of a loved one, sleep deprivation, poor diets, history of trauma or insufficient time to complete tasks and rest. The danger with overwhelm is that we can live with it bubbling in the background for months or even years until finally, boom, it catches up with us. But the good news here is that there is plenty that can be done and that's where today's guest, an expert in the subject of overwhelm, is here to help. She's a badass life coach, NLP practitioner, and works for the NHS. Let's meet Mary Meadows and we're going to start the episode by finding out what exactly does it mean to be a badass life coach. I feel like the job description of being a life coach can be quite broad, can't it? You can veer off into many sort of sub-genres within that title. So in terms of what you do with your clients, Mary, I'd love to know a bit about that, please. Yeah, sure. So I've been coaching now for, gosh, seven years, coming up to seven years. And um it started off as a way of uh, me being able to be uh, around for pick up and drop off as I'm a single parent. Um, <clears throat> and the coaching, I think people were drawn to me. Um, so I coach mainly women. I have mm-hmm. coached the odd man, but it's mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's women that are overwhelmed. They usually have not not young, very young children, but kind of that kind of between five and 12 age bracket um they are stressed they're overwhelmed they're juggling everything yeah um there's a massive emotional load to their every day mm-hmm. and i suppose the badass part of it <laughs> um it actually comes from uh, brene brown um oh. i don't know if you've read any of her books oh i think she's a force yeah yeah, so I I like to I like to think that she would be my best friend if we lived in the same country and we'd drink gin together, um, but that's like a little fantasy I have. Yeah, um, so when I um, was training to become a life coach and an LP practitioner, I read her book um, <clears throat> Daring Greatly, and there is a 
probably a page and a half in the kind of pre prologue of, of the book, um, all about the badassery that is missing in this world. Mm. And it's about, so badass for me is her version of it, which is just being able to be honest and open about what's happening, having really emotional, intelligent conversations, being able to communicate how we're feeling, Mm. um, sitting with all the shit stuff, Mm. um, you know, saying, you know, I can't fix you, but I can sit here and hold your hand and, Mm. and, uh, you know, um, virtually or in person, Mm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's, um, and I think that's what's important. And, and, it's kind of a different landscape now than it was seven years ago, even um, because when I first started coaching, it was nobody was talking about this stuff. Nobody was talking about mental health. We weren't. I I can remember I had um, postnatal depression when I was uh, when I, I had my son when my son was born, and I can remember googling. You know, and he's only nine, so it's not that long ago. Yeah. And uh, I can remember googling. You know, survivors of postnatal depression. How do I get better? You know, what is this? You know, how do wow. I fix myself? You know, what wow. do I need? I wanted to see somebody speaking that had been there, and I just couldn't find anything. It was so hard, and so of course you feel alone. You feel like like it's you're the only person in in the world that's feeling like this and you must be doing something terribly terribly wrong for this to have happened to you mm. um so i was really passionate and that's where the speaking events and going on coming on podcasts and various other things can work is um i'm incredibly passionate about talking about the hard stuff yeah um and um yeah and i've never thought about it before until just now talking to you but the title of a life coach I wouldn't necessarily couple with mental health but actually thinking about it now you very much are stepping into those shoes same kind of skills a counsellor has or a psychotherapist yeah so it's life coaching we are are not therapists so let's make that really clear so we are not therapists I'm not clinically trained at all so a lot of my work is actually signposting so I'll be signposting to various um, mental health charities. I'll be signposting people back to their GP, um, making them aware of um, services in their area. So there's there's a lots of signposting that happens. But I yeah. think there is life coaches like myself. There's a lot of people that with that overwhelm and that stress, yeah, and um, not necessarily a diagnosed mental illness. It's just stress and overwhelm and can't see the wood for the trees situation and those are the people that we kind of catch and hold um i think why you think that it's kind of the same kind of area is because that we listen Mm -hmm. so it's Mm. so it's a so it's a, a listening profession if you like um so although I love talking. (laughs) It's a less scary first step, I think, for many as well, if you haven't been to a counsellor or a therapist before. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it's very much forward thinking, which is what I love about coaching. So it's very much thinking about what you can control, and what you're going to do tomorrow morning, when you wake up, um, rather Mm. than delving into any kind of trauma based um, events or anything like that. Mm. Um, so it's very forward thinking, which is what I like. An LLP practitioner, I had yeah. to Google that, and I'm still not exactly <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, what what is the NLP technique? 
and how does yeah, it help so, people? <clears throat> so the um, so neurolinguistic programming basically, and it's the idea of behaviour change basically through our language. Uh, you know, not just how we and what we say out loud, but the stuff that goes on in our heads as well. Mm. And it's just about reprogramming those kind of pathways and things. There's no set. Um, it's a set of skills, I think, as to how I best uh, explain it. And um, it's it's just it supports the coaching with asking questions that lead people to make up their own answers and actually have these realizations um, during during the sessions and things where they're like, ah, oh, okay, this is what I do. Okay, okay. So just becoming aware of of the patterns and uh, our ability to change them. So it's is it a bit like reframing negative thoughts? A little bit, yeah. So that mm. that well, yeah, that is what it how it can help with. Yes. Mm. Mm. And then you're mm. also busy working for the NHS. I mean, that in itself must just be overwhelming, I would assume, because the NHS are so busy all the time. Yeah, so I work in the administration part of uh, the mental health services. So again, it's not clinical, mm-hmm. um, although I do deal with clinicians. I don't, you know, I'm not a clinician. Mm-hmm. So so I manage, um, I help manage a team of, of administrators. And <clears throat> yes, it is overwhelming, but it is, that's not the first word that comes into my head. Um, it's actually really it's a real honour to work where I do and with the people that I do because you're spending all day with people that want to help mm. and are empathetic and kind and do everything within their control to to make it as as smooth and as simple as, as possibly can um, for anybody asking for help. So... <clears throat> I actually find it really inspiring and and overwhelm doesn't really come into it. Yes, it's incredibly busy Mm. um, and there are never enough hours in the day. But, um, yeah, I find it incredibly inspiring. And, um, you know, the the recovery rates and things like that 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 we're seeing is is amazing. Um, But it's it's making sure that people, you know, have it easy to access. the support they need yeah Yeah. we're really fortunate aren't we I have literally a few days ago moved back from America (laughs) so um, I've been living in Nashville for the past six years and Mm -hmm. um, it's only when it's taken away from you that you actually really really understand how phenomenal the NHS is and you know some of the, the the prices of any kind of healthcare over there from a physio appointment to seeing a therapist I mean it's eye-watering and it's certainly only for the privileged and I could go on and on but <laughs> just just while you were bigging up the NHS I had to take yeah. that thread and run with it as well because yeah yeah I um I know what you mean um, yeah yeah so we are a mental health app and um, mm-hmm. everything that we put on the app, it's all clinically certified content. Um, we're very, yeah, very careful. I've been, I've been using it the last oh. week or so because I knew I was coming. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I've been telling everybody about it. So oh. yeah, I love it. I think it's a great little app. 
Oh, fab. That's that's really lovely to hear, especially because you yourself have suffered with your mental health. Um, yes. And anybody that's suffered, it's not just like it happens. Well, it's an ongoing thing that we have to kind of manage yeah. um, and accept there's going to be highs and lows along the way. Mm-hmm. But you use your history and experience to help Mm -hmm. your clients as well and perhaps it is like you said signposting and knowing the red flags when Mm -hmm. it is something that goes a little bit deeper than overwhelm and stress but that must be rewarding for you now yes it really is and and you know I couldn't think of work-wise you know that I'd rather be doing you know this is I feel like it's the reason that I suffered if that makes sense I think a lot of people feel like that that there was a you know to bring some purpose to Mm. um to that darkness that that we experience and um yeah Mm. and and I'm just I I couldn't I wouldn't want to do anything else Mm. oh wow so the overarching theme of of this conversation is overwhelm um and it's the time of year I think where so many people are so overwhelmed if I think back to um this so um my son Albie was born on the 13th of December um 10 years ago now yeah (laughs) and um yeah so it was just before Christmas and so it's always a really busy time for me because you know it's his birthday um but it always makes me it's a very pertinent time for me because this was you know that that first few months was just uh, uh, incredible you know like I I had no um I describe it like a nothingness um so there wasn't a feeling and, and I almost I, I kind of I found it amusing that it's called depression sometimes because I've never actually felt depressed <laughs> you know that that there's never been that feeling of depression it's just been the nothingness and the heaviness um to things you know yeah so this time of year I just think there's just so many different layers to it um for so many people um you know there's lots of um grief around Christmas as well Mm. for for a number of different reasons and not just grief because we've lost loved ones grief that relationships have ended grief that friendships have broken down you know there's Mm. grief that we all you know that stuff that's missing from our lives yeah it's a time for reflection isn't it we're sort of finishing Mm -hmm. off a year starting a new one and it's that it's that moment where we do think about these kind of things for sure Mm, definitely and then there's that added pressure if you've maybe not got a lot of money mm. in terms of like keeping up with all the adverts and the festivities yeah. and that that pressure in itself like you said you're you're a single parent and whether you're a single parent or there's two parents I think again this time of year trying to look after your family you know and mm-hmm. if, if you live somewhere where like in the UK it's cold bills are more expensive all yeah. of that kind of thing being overwhelmed is a deep emotional response to countless thoughts and experiences and there's just so much going on right yeah. now um, unless you're yeah. like a monk or incredibly privileged um, exactly yeah so when when somebody comes to you 
Mm-hmm. What do you recognise are the signs when you're like, wow, they're really overwhelmed? But they usually don't know where to start. They're, they're, there's that feeling of just absolutely not knowing where to start. <laughs> you know, that kind of, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. I, like, it, it's just all, everything's just a bit shit and I don't know where to start. <laughs> Something that I took, it's a sentence, uh, I think it must be on your website, you say, life is hard and we make it harder on ourselves by beating ourselves up for decisions, choices, mm-hmm. behaviours that we make usually with other people in our minds, which mm-hmm. I thought was such yeah. a great point. Yeah, this, you know, and, and I think, you know, and uh, just be, because I'm a life coach doesn't mean that I've got it all sorted out, <laughs> you know. There's so many things, you know, just uh, thinking, you know, we had a, a bit of a challenge kind of um, booking in this time, didn't we, together. And uh, I had to cancel it last week and rearrange it and twice. This is the third time lucky, isn't it? I, you wouldn't have had the best of me. I wouldn't have been doing it. And I'd have been doing it, trying to shoehorn everything in with with no time for anything else. Do you see what I mean? And yeah. so I don't cancel or change things lightly. Mm-hmm. But when I do, it's because I'm choosing me, my sanity and my my um, my mental health mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> over the pleasing somebody else and... You know, there's there's all that people pleaser stuff that's that's with us all, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we want to help, we want to say yes, we want to do things, don't we? You know, it's that realization that that we can't do it all, and we and we actually don't want to do it all most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it can become like um, like I, I recognized it in my mum a few months ago, where she was really overwhelmed. But then when I actually asked her to break it down, I've got so much to do, got so much to do. And I said, okay, let's break it down. It was like, well, I've got to fix this. And then I need to mow the lawn. And then I need to like, it was all little things, but there were so many of them. And she Mm. is looking after my stepdad and he's very ill as well. It was all these things. But when when she actually listed them off individually, they were nothing, but she just Mm. built it all up. In, in her own mm-hmm. mind as well for it to be far yeah. greater than than it was and then she wasn't really we were having a family get together and mm. she wasn't really enjoying herself because her mind was thinking about all these things and mm-hmm. just very mm-hmm. kind of nervy in terms of like she wasn't enjoying yeah. her time with the family this sort of busyness like i'm air quoting busyness it's become like this badge of honor hasn't it um and and why do we find it so difficult to like carve out like you said you carved out the time so that we could get the best of you today but why yeah. why do so many people struggle with allowing themselves to have some time to just be because okay this is a really good example a quite recent one actually so um i was um on holiday we managed to sneak in a week um in the summer holidays where all the family got together so it's my brother and his family, my parents and me and Albie. And um, we, my mum had rented this cottage and we had a week together and it was amazing. And we tried to celebrate everything, Christmas, Easter. You know, <laughs> we even had a Christmas tree and it was quite funny. Oh, wow. Anyway, and um, yeah, so um, and one of the days I was <clears throat> just sat on my bed um, and just kind of, you know, just sat there, just kind of just thinking about stuff and everything. And my mum came around the corner and I immediately stood up and tried to look busy. And I was like, <laughs> what, what, 
what was that you know it was this this reflex that I had like I can't like my like I need to be busy I need to be doing something Mm. and it was a guttural reaction you know it wasn't Mm. she didn't say anything or we hadn't had a conversation about anything it was just seeing my mom (laughs) made me get up and look busy and I'm like what's that about (laughs) yeah it's the idea that we're if we're not busy we're not useful and I think that that is I think there's a there's a there's an archaic sense in a woman that we that we have to be useful that we have to be serving others um and that we you know to the detriment of ourselves and i think that's the point that we've got to and you know it's 2021 now <laughs> you know we, we we can share the mental loads we can share the emotional load we can share the workload um you know we can have that flexibility but we have to we have to strike a balance and we have to recognize those things and actually be okay with resting and mm. be okay with that kind of schedule. So, you know, one of the things that I'm really um, aware of is that I um, I am aware of my language when it comes to busy. So a question that I get asked a lot, and you will too, like everybody listening to this would be getting this question. They say, oh, are you busy? You know, and you'll get be asked that by a friend as if to say, you're, you know, like somehow your worth is attached to whether you're busy or not. Mm. And do you see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, are you busy? Like, people want you to be busy. And so so I always make a point of saying, saying, no, actually, you know, <laughs> there's, yeah, I'm not busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of having a conversation with people around, what, why would that be a good thing? I don't want to be busy. <laughs> like, mm. I want to have time for... Um, you know, for everything. And and also when we're in that overwhelmed, when all of those things are going on, we're not able to be present when we are with mm-hmm. our family or, you know, with people that we care about because our mind is off elsewhere. Mm. So there's a lot going on. And I think it is, um, I think a lot of it is, is just a conditioning, uh, you know, that, that yeah. we've all experienced to some extent. But, um, yeah. you know, and the examples that we've, been shown so certainly from my childhood my mum was always busy Mm. (laughs) always frantic always trying to do a million things at once and always doing everything for everybody else Mm. so I wasn't necessarily shown how to look after myself or that that was an important part of being a woman was was having that time looking after ourselves and making sure that we are okay Mm. yeah yeah, I think about some of my female friends in particular who are mums and um, working mums as well. And it's very much like, well, if if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done or it's not going to get yeah. done properly. Just that, well, this is the way my life has to be kind of thing. So if I do yeah. catch up with them, they are always tired, get sick a lot, mm-hmm. just, you know, sniffles and burnout, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just yeah. very distracted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so if this is resonating with any of our listeners which I'm sure it is mm-hmm. what what kind of advice do you give when you when you are working with your clients in terms of getting to grips a bit with this overwhelm yeah so it's um, I think the first thing is to kind of work out how you want it to be mm. so it might be that actually you can see it's it's about kind of just taking a minute mm. and kind of recognizing where whether this is 
is this just because it's nearly Christmas, there's three family birthdays in December, work is crazy busy and you're trying to sort, you know, is that the reason that for this is, is you know, is it going to ebb and flow and in January it's going to be calmer? If that's, is that okay for you? Might be, it might be. Do you know what? Actually, that's all right because I know I've got some holiday coming up in January and, you know, I can handle that. And so, yeah, this is going to be busy and I just need to allow this busyness to happen. Um, <clears throat> so decide how you want it to be. So if it's not okay for you, if you find that you are, struggling and you're unwell and you're tired and you're suffering then how do you want it to be and the thing is about that question is that i could very easily and you could if i asked you you could very easily tell me all the things that you don't want like i don't want um when i try and do my sainsbury's order for delivery i don't want it to be a problem <laughs> i don't i don't want it to be like this bun fight for the christmas slots i don't i mean are they even open i don't even know mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know like I, that's what i don't you know so it's very easy for people to say what they don't want what's really hard is for people to tell me what they do want mm. because um we don't often have time and space to think about that so sometimes it's a feeling sometimes it's like do you know what i want to feel rested i want to feel calm and you know the reality of that is i am not yes i'd like i'd love to feel calm all the time but it's just not going to happen but you know all of the time so i need to work out what are the pockets of calm Mm. that i can find Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and and how can i make the most of that and and what a difference it makes so for example in the office that i work in we have a mindfulness session every day i was just about to say yeah do you yeah so we Mm. have yeah so we have 50 and, and you don't have to have your work provide that for you you can do that through your app mm-hmm. um you know um you know or, or something like that um it can be a guided thing it can be whatever but but that is available to us and this is the technology that you know you've created it's fantastic that we can you know we have that in our pockets mm. so how are we using it and how are we protecting that time you know because it might seem to find 15 minutes might seem like a bit impossible mm. Um, but yet I imagine we're all, I mean, I can spend a good hour on Instagram just sticking about, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's how we're choosing to spend our time and we've got to kind of balance that out with how do we want to feel and how important is that to us? Because at the moment for me, it's, it's vital that I have those just 15 minutes a day of some kind of downtime some kind of time where i stick my headphones on no one is touching me no one is asking me for anything um you know and i can just stop all the chatter just for 15 minutes Mm. um however you do that it might be listening to music it might be using an app you know it might be listening to a mindfulness a meditation you know it doesn't have to be sitting cross-legged on the floor with candles lit and a you know lovely whatever it doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to be like that yeah. just be sat in a chair just you know uh, shut your eyes and yeah so yeah. so having that because without that and I notice and this is the other thing so then without some kind of reflection to see how things are going and things how 
the things that you're trying to do and making an impact without any type of reflection we're not going to realize what we're doing or the effect that it has on us mm, so yeah. uh making sure that we're like okay so i did i managed to do mindfulness twice this week and actually on that day on the tuesday and the thursday that i did it you know i felt much more present and i felt much more you know in control of my day um so right okay then i'm going to try and do it three times next week because i've really noticed that that makes a big difference mm. um so yeah so i think it's a kind of having a curious a kind curiosity about what helps you and what supports you yeah so for example i love a list uh, <laughs> most of us do um and there's nothing nicer for me than to get a notebook and a pen and actually write Manually. things out right. yeah mm. because a lot of the time we're holding stuff in our heads it's a bit like not taking a shopping list with you when you go to sainsbury's you know you always forget something whereas if you've written it down mm. you remember it don't you mm -hmm. so so that kind of that act of getting something out on paper is really helpful for a lot of people yeah um you know i call it writing in a notebook you could call it journaling if you like mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's you know it's nothing fancy it's it's just getting that kind of the 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 weight out of your brain and, and onto yeah. a bit of paper so that you don't have to keep holding it and try to remember things and yeah. yeah yeah and these little tips like the mindfulness or meditation or journaling mm. or however you want to uh, yeah. coin it I think that a lot of people if they're new to this stuff would think I haven't got an hour to carve out of, of my day to carve out yeah. where like you said 15 minutes is all you need and you can definitely yeah. Um, appreciate the benefits of that it doesn't have to be absolutely dedicating yeah. a chunk of your day to yeah and I also hear a lot of people say oh I've tried it's not for me well you know that there's a million ways to do it there isn't just one mm. um <clears throat> you might you know it might have been a really shit day and you just weren't up for it at all mm. um so it's like do you know what I've, and it's having that mentality of do you know what there is so much evidence that this kind of thing is helpful yeah I'm going to put some effort in and yeah. I'm going to see how it affects me and how, what supports me. Mm. Um, you know, it's like gratitude lists, you know, I can't mm -hmm. tell you how, and every time I do this, I talk about it because I, and it, well, this is the point. So every time I, I do one of these things and I talk about, I usually mention gratitude lists in some form or other because it's a really proven way to kind of lift our moods make us feel present and attached and connected and um yeah all of the positive things mm. in life literally tonight that's what i'll be doing i'll start my gratitude list again but i've but i haven't done it for probably about six weeks mm. um and we mustn't beat ourselves up about that you know stuff ebbs and flows just because the influencer on instagram does something every day um, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to do things every day. It doesn't matter. Uh, what yeah. matters is that it's most of the time, you know, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it doesn't have to be every day. And I think we have this really high expectation, right? It's not, you know, okay, I'm going to, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do, you know, 15 minutes of yoga, then I'm going to write in my journal, then I'm going to sit down and have a nice coffee and just take some mindful moments. I'm not going to look at my phone for an hour. That sounds like heaven. A lot of stuff. It sounds like heaven, but wow, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of expectation that you're putting on yourself. To tell me that I could find an hour tomorrow morning without having a kid shove a ninja turtle in my face or being asked for breakfast 
Yeah. It's just not going to happen. You know, so it's like, okay, so how can I lower my expectations? Right. Instead of an hour and all of that, let's try five minutes and try one of those things. Do you see what I mean? So just kind of making it easy. We need to look for things that are quick wins Mm. because when we, um, you know, we do it all the time. Like Albie just came home today and he had like a sticker for good learning or whatever. You know, we do it with our kids, you know, they get rewarded. So Mm -hmm. let's kind of give ourselves those quick wins that we can do so that we're rewarding ourselves you know that that serotonin and those Mm. those brain chemicals will kick in um and we'll recognize it and want to do it more and how much do you think like perception or perspective factors into when we're looking at things like overwhelm and managing overwhelm Mm. because sometimes I find with again bringing up my mom and I won't say it in a way that's I'm not dismissing when she gets in this way oh a big bill's coming or whatever it is and then I find like recently I was telling you a few days ago moved back from America to the UK and um so, you know, you want to talk about overwhelm, I like moving do. houses and then moving mm-hmm. countries. But I, I decided with, with my stuff to donate it all to um, Afghan refugees. That there, there was, I think it was 60 families with another 300 on the way that were, were being rehomed uh, from Afghanistan in Nashville. And they had, were literally arriving into the country with nothing but the clothes on their back. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that story, I was like there's no point in me holding on to this stuff. This is where it needs to go. So mm-hmm. like when, you know, my mum was getting a bit fraught about things like Christmas and everything where, yeah, she might be a bit skint after it, but she, everybody's going to get a present and it's going to be okay, you know? And I just felt that, that, you know, putting it into perspective of the bigger picture, um, mm. it helps her definitely. Um, and again, yeah. I'm not dismissing or belittling and everybody's story is different and it's how we manage this but I just yeah I'm curious what you think about perspective yeah and I think I think what you just said actually is very true it's like that supports your mum that that's the that's the trick with her (laughs) just see what I mean so you've worked that out um and she's worked that out you know and it's so it's important to say okay well what helped last time you know, mm. and was it getting a bit perspective? What what was it? Do you remember last time you felt like this? What did what happened to lessen that that overwhelm? Mm-hmm. And usually it's talking to somebody, mm. and through talking we get we gain perspective, don't we? And it's not about um, berating ourselves or, or belittling the things that we're worried about or that we are over, feeling overwhelmed with, because at any given moment. The things that are overwhelming me today, tomorrow will be entirely different. Do you see what I mean? Because we're, it's different time, it's different days, it's different seasons. You know, it's all that thing. All it takes is, you know, it's a bit like the weather, mm. isn't it? It's like been lovely sunshine today in Brighton. So immediately that kind of takes off that, have I got to take an umbrella? What have I got on my feet? <laughs> mm. You know, all of those decision-making things immediately. It's like, oh, yes. As soon as I look at the weather app and I see like a week of rain, that adds a yeah a layer onto all of the things that I've got to do that time. You know how it always rains on school run and things yeah. like that, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So so it's it's working out what helps. And, uh, and I think that's where perspective comes in. If that's something that helps you, it's how do you gain that perspective? So the first way is to kind of talk to somebody, 
Um, but if, if that's not available to you, then you can write stuff down, you know, that that can give you perspective. Just just having a, I like to think of it as like having a conversation with yourself when you're writing lists or writing things that you want out. And that that is sometimes just enough to give yourself perspective and just say, okay, well, that's going to take me five minutes. That's going to, let's go for the quick wins. Let's go for the things that are easy to tick off. Um, yeah, so, so I think there's an, there's, there's a million ways that we can help ourselves, but we've got to focus on the stuff that helps us, as in just because it works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for us, work for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that and that I think is what's quite dangerous about that kind of prescriptive, oh, mindfulness, gratitude, list, meditation, you know, you've got to find what works for you and it might be, incredibly odd or incredibly specific Mm -hmm. you know uh, but whatever it is that helps you then then do that thing and do more of it crack on um what about overwhelm in the workplace because i i read that that's something that you've worked within work environments and and yeah perhaps that's more tricky when you're overwhelmed because you've had a load of things piled on top of you from your mm. boss or from mm. other colleagues yeah so I think it's important um that we recognize it that we you know and that we um again work out whether it's okay or not for you because um usually we can put up with a lot of stuff and we don't actually give ourselves a minute to think actually this isn't okay and I, I need to do something about it and then mm, the first step is really talking to people. It's about boundaries, isn't it? It's about making sure that we're not saying yes to absolutely everything at work and doing a disservice to ourselves when we mm. do that. Rather, it's far easier to to say no and then actually go back the next day and actually, do you know what? I've got all of this done today. I wasn't expecting that to happen. I have actually got time to take that on or I could help you with it or, mm. you know, there's a, there's some kind of middle ground. But I think we're so, particularly um, as women, I think we're, we're just kind of programmed to just say yes to everything and yes to everybody. Mm. Um, and it just doesn't serve us well. Yeah. So, there's yeah. A fear of upsetting or, or I mean, even like, you don't want to lose your job you, you, you know there's that kind yeah, of I think absolutely. it's 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 a bit of a minefield yeah. isn't it and it happens because we tell ourselves these stories mm. you know we tell ourselves these stories it's like it's like my boss to this morning and this is it and, like, and I'm telling you this because no one's got it all figured out you know we don't get this adult certificate you know and if you've got one I want to know how you got it but we don't get this certificate through the post saying ta-da you are now a fully fledged adult and you know exactly how to do with all of these things yeah you know, this is the kind of stuff that should be taught at school instead of trigonometry <laughs> we should you know this is particularly pertinent to what yeah. you want to do yeah exactly I can't say I've ever needed to know how long an isosceles triangle is or whatever anyway yes the earliest day my boss said to me oh I need to catch up with you later have you got 10 minutes and I was like yeah sure what time you know and immediately immediately there was no pause to this in my head it's like what have I done wrong (laughs) shit yeah Like, like what have I forgotten to do what haven't I done what have I messed up? Mm. Immediately, 
that's where I went. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it it is human nature to do that. And the quickest way to to sort that out is is by not making assumptions and actually asking the question. So instead of me sitting there for three hours panicking about what I may or may not have done um, and trying to <laughs> rack my brain, you know, I just said, oh, can you give me a heads up and um, just let me know, you know, how you're, uh, you know, what it's about or something so I can prepare for it. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's about the new structure and the thing. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's actually nothing to do with that. <laughs> and yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're nipping it's, it in the bud before it, you're, you're allowing it, it in the bud. to and, escalate. And we yeah. do the same thing, and we do the same thing with our friends. We send a WhatsApp message, we expect immediate reply, we don't get it, so then we make up this story that, oh, they hate us, or, <laughs> oh, shit, you know, she's I've said the wrong thing, or I've upset them, or they just don't want to talk to me, so what have I done? Am I a really bad friend, or something's happened, or just being really clear in your head and saying this is you know whatsapp is not an immediate service it's not this kind of you know we have this expectation that everybody's always on and everybody's going to reply you know i've just seen my phone i've got three messages on my phone that i can see out the corner of my eye where there are people one of them is my mum expecting a reply and actually i can imagine that my mum's sitting there thinking why hasn't she replied is she dead <laughs> you know what, what's happened is has she, has she got Albie from school? Is something you know she'd been run over by a bus? That's where she'll be going. Oh right, okay. Rather than, do you see what I mean? Yeah, rather than, yeah, 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 Actually taking a minute and thinking, do you know what they're busy? Yeah. Did have it in the diary that, that Mary is recording a podcast. Uh, did have it in the diary that I've got a Sainsbury's delivery between six and seven. So chances are probably a bit busy. Yeah. I- <laughs> bookmark something when I was doing a bit more research on the subject of overwhelm and I wanted to read this passage from an article um, to you just to get your thoughts on it busy people tend to fast forward their lives we count the days to the weekend or the nearest holiday we're wishing our lives away ambition and the challenges and pressures of existence in modern society a constant striving to achieve do the best by our families and upsize a house all add to the pressure. Uh, So many of us yearn for simple contentment but feel unable to achieve this as a result of the obstructions of daily existence and survival in modern technology. And it's kind of actually a bit like what you were saying about that instantness Mm -hmm. of of what we're used to with WhatsApp now, which, you know, 10 years ago wasn't a thing. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, if it is that contentedness that we want, so it's A, figuring it out what what is it that we want? You know, how do we want it to be for ourselves? And if things aren't okay, then we do we, you know, we we have the power to change them. We can't always get paid more money or, you know, change our jobs very easily or, you know, get a mortgage or anything, you know, those kind of things are possibly out of our control a little bit. But, you know, let's focus on what we can control. So I have a piece of paper and I have a pen, I can write a list. You know, I have a friend that I know will listen to me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk to them, you know, and, and think about how that we're doing that. Because a lot of the time we um, we do this download thing with people. So and I notice um, I did it a lot during 
when I was coming out of lockdown that I was like, oh my God, there's a person and I'm going to speak to them mm-hmm. and like I can see their face. And so I'm just going to tell them all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, and I, you know, when I used to be married, you know, husband comes in, you know, from work and I'm going, blah, 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 blah. you know, we don't, we don't consider when to have those conversations. My best friend and I have this thing and it's like, okay, I'm, if I need to download, I'll just say before I do it, I'll say, have you got space to hear this right oh, now? Or should I, I save that. it for another time? Yeah, because it, yeah. Yeah, it's download and offload, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> mm. And um, because we both suffer with our mental health, you know, that's really key for our relationship because sometimes you just don't have yeah. the space. Like if one of my friends texts me now and wanted a big chat tonight, mm. I don't I don't have don't have the space for that, you know? So it's it's about actually saying, and this is about boundaries and, and things like that. Mm. It's about saying, you know, I really want to talk to you and, I, and you know, and I'm absolutely here for you. Can we do this tomorrow evening at seven o'clock? Because mm. that, that will suit me best. I mean, who wouldn't say, yeah, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you just yeah. we've got to ask for what we want and we've got to make sure that it happens um yeah and and so having that reflection and making sure you know i made a vow a long time ago i'm never gonna need a holiday ever again wow and yeah and it was a good few years ago and i was like do you know what i'm i'm never gonna get to that and for me in that in my head it's like i'm never gonna get to that point where you know everything has to shut down before I stop. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I do make a point of, of reflecting. It's probably been about six weeks since I've done it, you know, I did it last, but I do make a point of doing it. I'll put it in the diary, like I put a dentist appointment in the diary. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to forget going to the dentist. You don't want to forget about how you're feeling and how important that is. Yeah, and wow, that's just so many great things you just said. I love that <laughs> about the um, actually before you kind of offload or vent or download asking the person if they've got this the space and the capacity yeah. to receive it because yeah if you if it's a loved one you can take that on as well can't you you take on that burden mm. amazing advice and just I, I love the thought of never needing a holiday that's yeah because yeah, yeah. a lot of people do just by the time it gets to the holiday they get sick you hear that a lot or it takes them yeah, a few days yeah. to even relax because they're so strung out before you exactly, know by the time they exactly. get on the plane or whatever that's really important and it, and you know and if you if you're if that's resonating with you when you listen to this and you're thinking oh i'm really at that point you know just 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 block out some time in your diary just just do it like like you do a dentist appointment or you know whatever else mm. and just and just just sit with your stuff mm. you know just sit with it write it out you know work out what's going to support you what's going to help you right now like I'll hire a cleaner for a week like there's no way that I could afford a cleaner every week to mm. my flat but just on the odd occasion you know there's a lady that that would just come in and do two hours for 30 quid and it just takes that little bit of extra stuff off my head and I just know the place is going to be hoovered and I because I haven't touched it for three months or whatever yeah, yeah. do you see what I mean so absolutely and just that little bit of reflection just allows me to to think oh okay let me just chuck 30 quid at that and then that will happen yeah. <laughs> you know or uh, just give me the space to think about what will help me and what support me mm. and it doesn't always have to be a big thing it can be a small thing so mm. 
if you're now thinking, oh, I really want a cleaner, you know, if that's not possible, think how you can do it in a small way. So, you know, like a one-off thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, every couple of months. Mm. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can do stuff and we don't always, we like to think things are difficult. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Or unattainable. Mm. And actually, there are small ways of of getting what you want. Mm. Yeah, again, brilliant advice. And it's critical to note that overwhelm can happen to any of us and it's not a sign Mm -hmm. of weakness. Um, Absolutely not. Not to be afraid to reach out to others and even seek professional help, would you say? Absolutely, yeah. So depending on on how how it's affecting you, yeah, absolutely. That's what what the professionals are there for. Mm. Bringing it all back to the title of this episode overcoming overwhelm do you believe it's possible and if there was one key takeaway or piece of practical advice you'd like everybody to take away from this chat even though you've covered loads already (laughs) what would that be just give yourself a minute However you do that, whether you've got to go and lock yourself in the bathroom or, or you know, just turn a thing off, not, not with your phone either, you know, it's this is just just give yourself a minute, just just t- take that time to think about what's the next kind thing I can do for myself. Keep it really simple. What's the next kind thing I can do for myself? Thank you so much for giving us your time today, Mary. I really appreciate it. And I know you've got loads very loads going on, but I think this is going to help a lot of people. So thank you. I hope so. People can find you on the gram. You've got a website, yeah. all of that stuff. Is it Mary Meadows? Is it what it says it on the tin? It's Mary Badass Meadows. Of course, Mary Badass Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Gabby. Oh, what a lovely lady she was. Thanks again to Mary Meadows for an in-depth chat on the subject of overwhelm for my possible self. I've been Gabby and thank you to you for giving us an hour of your time. I really hope you got what you needed from this episode. And this is where I will love you and leave you for today. If you don't already follow My Possible Self on Instagram and Twitter, we're at My Possible Self. And quick note to our friends listening outside of the app, My Possible Self is a mental health and wellness app that uses clinically certified content to help users improve their thoughts, feelings and behaviour. We are recommended by the NHS and we're still free to download because right now, while things are so tough, we believe that everybody should have access to free mental health support. Until the next one, do take care. Bye for now.